I'm the only one that calls him that? Yes. Yes. It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is a lot easier from outside the cage with me. The man doing all of the Twitter work last night, Raf Esparza. Raf, do you were you inspired by your new bag? As your uh, Twitter performance <laughs> last night, do you want to talk about possibly? Uh, I don't know what to tell you guys other than all of your significant others combined do not match my girlfriend who got me a very nice bag uh, for Valentine's Day. Hell. Did you see the bag? Yes, I did. I watched a video tutorial on it. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn from the tutorial? I want one. That's for damn sure. It's just like a tack. It's such a cool gear bag um, for the young up-and-coming jiu-jitsu media producer. Yes, and uh, the name of it is Datsasara, and it is so badass. It is – you've called it a tactical bag. I also call it something akin to what a rock climber might have. Absolutely. And you can fit two geese into it. Which is lucky for you because you well, have yeah. multiple geese. Let's not talk about how many geese I have, five. But let's talk about the fact that this bag has so many different compartments in it, and it also comes with a dirty bag in it. It's like a zip-up dirty bag that you can put up. Uh, all of your other training stuff in addition to all of that. So this is so fucking badass. And uh, I was so happy and and genuinely surprised. And she was more excited to show me all of the components (laughs) than I think even I was. She probably also watched the eight-minute tutorial. She did. And she came up to me and she goes, oh, my God, first of all, watch the video. Second of all, start looking at all of the different zip-up things. Like, she grabbed it out of my hands after I go, oh, my God, it's a gym bag. This is awesome. And she just rips it open, and she goes, looks how many zippers there are. This You is can no put water here. Bag. You can put your cell phone here. You can put uh, all of your dirty clothes here and all this. And I was like, holy shit, this is, this is legit. So the good folks at Debt Sasara, I cannot wait uh, to be uh, using this more often, and I actually took it with me to training today. Even though we didn't need gi, today was a, a no gi open mat. I still brought my gi because I had a new bag to show off. Because you fucking could. That's why, yeah, Raph. That's exactly because it. you could. And I, I was so almost mad at the people at my gym for going no gi today, and I was like, "Fuck you guys! <laughs> I'm bringing it no matter what." UFC Fight Night Ten. Is that yes. what it was? And well, I should preface no, this by saying is... we have a lot on tonight's podcast. We're going to yeah. play some over-under Kevin with Bubba McDaniel. Um, we are really stoked to talk to Nick Gregoridas. Gregoriades. Oh, damn it, I had it. You got it right once. <laughs> Come Gregoriades. On. There it is. Gregoriades. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you just put it together. <laughs> so we are stoked, but UFC Fight 910. I tuned in after the dunk contest. Naturally. To catch the rest of the fights. I didn't even need to ask where you were. I knew where you were. <laughs> I didn't even remotely bother asking when you finally decided to show your face on Twitter where you were. I just said, oh, look, everybody. Look who decided to show up. 
You know what I was trying to do, too? I tried to use one of those text voting things to vote for John Wall as the dunker of the night because uh, I didn't want to do it on Twitter because I was nervous you would see it. Oh, I would. And that's when I was like, oh, God, he's going to be. <laughs> so, Keith, you act like as if I hate the NBA, one, I do not. Two, as if I'm dumb enough to not know when those events are scheduled. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I, it was sound logic. I was a little buzzed. Mm-hmm. last night so i think that might have had something to do with it either way you enjoyed fight night 10 no did you it was yeah. the fights i watched were not very interesting uh kevin would you like me to be very honest with you right now yeah okay i watched a bunch of them okay mm-hmm. i started the day at 4 30 which is later than we normally start yeah. And I might have fallen asleep at the fifth fight. Oh, no. Raph. I, I don't know what happened. I do. I have an idea what happened. This fight, I just went. I'm like lying down on my couch and I go, um, I should see how this. Uh, I don't need to. <laughs> I woke up. 30 minutes later, and I had a weird dream. I don't even know what the fuck happened, but it was just like a weird dream that's like, get up, Raph. And I go, okay. Well, oh, wait, is this the same fight? <laughs> it probably was. It was probably and the exact same I fight. I was so confused. And then I asked people on Twitter. I, I might have missed one fight or like 1.5 fights. And I asked people on Twitter. I go, guys, I'm so sorry. I was with you, and then I wasn't. I just fell asleep. Did I miss anything? And somebody responded, no, all you missed was <laughs> one guy and another fighter just trying to ref their own fight. And somebody was just like, no, no that's you, the saddest. I know. Uh, and, and it's indicative because the UFC tied the record of 10 decisions on a card out of 12 for the second week in a row is it is it because the game has changed why do you think that's happening like the, like well last I night think right now kevin the performance of the night is working <laughs> the new use of this ufc get rid of submission and knockout of the night and just give performance of the night works and do you know who won performance of the night um oliveira for his submission no. Who won performance of the night? Uh, well, let's put it this way. I believe Machida and Gegard actually won. Perf- or the fight of the night? Who can tell? That's the <laughs> fucking hard part of this. I fell asleep. <laughs> Machida versus Masai and Souza versus Carmont, like, it was just really boring fights i mean nothing nothing really interesting no new techniques no experimental work that was my takeaway it just looks like fighters would rather not lose than win i don't think that's a crazy idea uh i'm sorry kevin just to let you know the ufc bonuses were as follows uh charles Oliveira got performance of the night as did eric silva and okay. fight of the night went to Leota Machito and Gegard Masowski. And so they gave out multiple performances of the night. 
Well, I don't know. What does performance of the night mean? Wouldn't it be great if they were like, best performance by a 185-pound <laughs> fighter goes to... <laughs> that would be such a cool... Wait, now the you're bringing me around on this. I might be into this now. <laughs> well, I didn't realize they were giving out multiples. It could be like the Academy Awards every time. Dana comes out and does a little rip. He's like, hey, all you fuckers. How's everybody fucking doing? Hey, you fucks. Performance of the night goes back many years ago to the creation of the word performance. But before Tonight, that, I'd like to do a tap number. <laughs> Hit it, Bo! Night. <laughs> Tonight, we fucking honor those people, but first, watch the fucking cat skip on this fucking floor. Uh, Dana White hosting the Oscars is also... Dana White doing anything. Like, Dana White as the press secretary... And your fucking nine fucking nominees for best fucking picture this year <laughs> are that one with Sandra Bullock in fucking space. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. That one where Jennifer Lawrence wears some fucking shit that I'd fucking bang. Wouldn't you guys? <laughs> Fuck right. <laughs> and that one where people are slaves. It's like, that's fucking shit. Yeah, that's, fu- that's fucked Fuck. up. I'm not fucking seeing that one. Oh my god, I want this so bad. <laughs> That's all I want now. Do you know how many people would watch that? Like, their bleeper would have to be in Kenneth Parcell mode. Kev, we can definitely make Dana White Oscar host happen in two weeks. Oh, so fuck. don't worry about that. Thank god. <laughs> That's all I need. Um. So, any other big takeaways from this fight? Oh, I was so bored. I I just I wanted uh Souza to destroy and use his jujitsu and he was close a few times on, on getting the back and it just I don't know. It just was a night of a little bit of disappointment. So yeah. Completely agreed. Um though <laughs> Watching Jacare and Carmona was like, and this is the battle for the least amount of body fat percentage in the UFC. If anyone else, if you're that per- <laughs> performance of the night, you know, about between two people with less than 1% body fat goes to Jacare. That'd be great. I was, I was really impressed. Uh, I guess you could say in that fight at the very end when Carmona raised his hand as if he won the fight. And one viewer very well put it on the Twitter when he said, I think he was just raising his hand that he survived a whole bunch of jiu-jitsu attacks from uh, Jackson Sousa. So I go, all right, I'll give that a thing. At one point it was that he just like stuck his thumb out and was just like, I'm fine. Just so everybody knows there's no problem here. And he bugged his eyes out when Jackson almost finished a rear naked choke with one arm. Yeah, that got tight. Oh, my God. I did not. Oh, I was scared for him at that point. That just looked terrible. Yeah, he should have just grabbed the lapel, gotten a little bow and arrow in there. I don't know oh, why yeah. he didn't. <laughs> then he would have been fine. Are you ready to go do some? Uh, let's bring on some guests. Let's let this roll. Yeah, let's do that. You know, it's going to be a good interview. When the guest goes to Starbucks, because that's the best internet connection he can get. So if you hear somebody ordering something, or for some reason it sounds like someone's having a panic attack about if there's gluten in the new ginger latte, um, we'll be sure to get his take freshly on it. 
we have on the line, you are crazy busy in the world of jiu-jitsu, Nick. But Nick Gregoriatis, did I do that right? Did I do that pretty well? Yes, you're one of the few people who's ever done it correctly first time. I'm impressed. Well, if you've ever listened to the show, I'm known for being able to nail these complex last names. Um, you are from the Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood, the Journey Podcast, Indeed. which you do with uh, a very good friend of ours from Open Mat Radio, Paul Moran. Don't go that far. Okay, I'm just, I tried to slip it in before Raf heard no. that. Uh, it was close. Because he says he hates you guys. <laughs> well, feeling is mutual. He he has no beef with Kevin. Let's be very clear: the beef only exists between me and Paul. Fair enough. I think he did actually mention that you were the dickhead. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Hey. I good. hope so. I hope he hates me because it only makes me stronger. <laughs> yeah, good, good, That's good definitely to be here, guys. Really, really cool to be on your show. And I. <laughs> I didn't get to mention this in the intro. You also wrote a book called The Black Belt Blueprint. So you have a black belt and you're writing books, which makes you kind of an overachiever, Nick. Have you thought about maybe calming down while the rest of us catch up? I prefer the technical term uh, badass, but overachiever's good. We can work with that. Overachiever's not bad. Talk to me about the book. Raph has been talking to me about it. You essentially took your sort of viewpoint on on what is a really efficient way to learn and sort of strategize jujitsu and put it into writing format. Is that about um, sum it up? So. Can you yeah, can I, you tell us I the ideas? It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, you know, Kevin, it's it's ultimately um, it's just it's my perspective, which has been influenced by a lot of high level guys, obviously, but it ultimately comes down to my perspective on the what I feel is an intelligent approach to jiu-jitsu, which is actually the tagline for the book, um, because there's, there's different ways to approach your training, and I have included what I feel is the most, as you say, efficient, and also the most fun way to, ways to approach training. It's quite a it's quite a comprehensive approach to jiu-jitsu. I mean, I don't just cover techniques. I don't just cover concepts. I don't just cover conditioning. I kind of touch on all of those different things, so... Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what it's about. So, Nick, what was the, like, moment that you knew you wanted to do the book? Was there ever – what was the thing that really pushed you to do it? Well, I was sitting on a curb with my hat in my hand begging for money, and I realized things just couldn't continue <laughs> the way they were. Well, it's true. We'll do jiu-jitsu oh, for food. Okay. really doesn't get you much play. <laughs> no, buddy, what actually happened is – this book began, um, I was in Australia, like I, I very stupidly moved to Australia to be with a girl I was dating about five years ago. And, um, then I, there. not Australia, yeah, but Australia. <laughs> I, every day I wake up and say to myself, what was I thinking? But I, um, I arrived there and I was starting an academy there. That was the, the plan. That was how I was going to um, fund myself over there. And while I was looking for a venue and trying to get things started. I had a lot of time on my hands um, and she was doing a degree in psychology. And I'd go with her to the university in the morning while she was doing her, her doctorate, doctoral degree and I'd just spend the day in the library and I thought to myself, I'm wasting time. I can't be surfing the internet, so what should I do? I better start putting down some stuff regarding the academy and um, that I'm going to open. And one of the things I started to do was collate and formulate um, a, almost like a training manual. It was originally going to be designed for 
my beginner students um, that signed up with me. But I realized that very quickly that it was way too much work to take on there and then. So I left the framework of the book in place and I had completed a few of the chapters. And then over the years, I've added to it. And um, the last, about four or five months ago, I was in, uh, in Thailand and I had a nice chunk of time that I could devote to it. You know, I've got other online businesses that are bringing in decent income and stuff. So I could really just sit porn. down and focus on, on this. Oh, yeah, online. Porn. I was like, I, it's just where I jump. Uh, I mean, it's not that bad. No. It's, only, it's only gauge YouTube porn, but. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <yeah. laughs> I think I'm familiar with that site. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and then uh, it was quite cool because you know everyone says everyone everyone wants to write a book, right? How many people have you met that say oh, I'm writing a book? What uh, I want to write a book one day. I mean, I'm writing a book right now, but no, nah, <laughs> I don't know. Not that many people. No, of course there are a lot of people who who get the idea to write a book, but not everybody is a black belt or has a unique perspective. So it is interesting to see to hear how you wanted to take that on. Now, the thing I'm most interested in, because I read the book, it's awesome. You do such a great job. How did really philosophy enter your life? Because there, there's a lot of not just talking about jiu-jitsu and what kind of fundamental things that you need to build or perspectives, but there's also a philosophical approach. Can you describe how that's entered your game and your life? Oh, dude. So I'm just going to try to think of the best way to respond to that very, very intelligent question. Um you know, don't give him too very it. intelligent. <laughs> just, it was good. Let's not get crazy. It was okay. It was okay. Kevin gets really <laughs> jealous whenever somebody uses their brain on the podcast. So that's why I usually dumb it down to his level and ask him, like, why book good, you? Are there pictures? Are there a lot of pictures? I'm just, I'm asking for a friend that's curious about it. That's why. I, I get it. Um, man, look. I, again, everything I say is obviously my own subjective experience. It's my own opinion. And my current perspective is that we're all on this crazy spiritual trip that we call the human experience, right? It's, it, that's what I believe. Right? There's, there's more to it than what we can just see and experience here. And I really believe that <clears throat> jiu-jitsu is, is almost like a philosophical, spiritual quest because you are not you're working on so many different aspects of yourself while you're training. You know, you can't just work on your, your physical component. You know, you can't just lift weights and try and shred the dude because there's so many variables and so many factors that go into it. I mean, you, ha you have to face your ego at so many points on the journey, no matter how good you are. You know, and, and I, I do believe that humanity is, we've come on, on a very long difficult road and we're, we're evolving to the point where I think one day we will supersede war and and all these, these terrible things that are part of life and I think jiu-jitsu can play a big role in that because it's helping create better people you know you, you, you know that, uh, you've heard the expression that jiu-jitsu has a douchebag filter a built-in douchebag filter whereas the guy who comes to the, the class who's a dickhead and wants to beat everyone up he doesn't last very long you I've never heard that before, about. but I do like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Just to say uh, that jiu-jitsu has a douchebag filter is a great... <laughs> I want that as a t-shirt. Like, I might tattoo that somewhere. That's fantastic. No, I agree, and I like the... Some of the douchebags do get through it, to be fair. 
The um, yeah, no, every every. I mean, they always seep through. Uh, I I do feel similar, and you can tell that in the passion when people start rolling a jujitsu. How long have you sort of has you has it always been a spiritual connection for you, or is that something that evolved? Because you've obviously been studying it a lot longer than than both Raf and I. So I'm just curious. Is it a powerful um, connection you know, from jumper? No, no. I mean, it, it, initially it was just me, like trying to get over my my dad issues basically you know like i wouldn't be a tough guy and this is the, the quickest way to become a tough guy so i'm not going to pretend that i was on this warrior this um hardcore zen musashi path because i wasn't but i had this weird experience once i was stoned out of my brain um and i was when i was a purple belt i was sparring with uh, one of my black belt instructors and i do a lot of sparring with my eyes closed and i had this I don't even want to say it was like a trip because it wasn't that strong, but it was this very profound, it was almost like a, the way I describe it is that we were on this like ball of energy and he was on one side of the ball of energy and I was on the other side of the ball of energy and we were scrambling like really, really fast trying to get a position and it was almost like our, our consciousnesses were like chasing each other around this ball of energy. It, I know that sounds so fucking insane. It's, it makes me feel like a mad person to even say it, but... I remember afterwards. I Imagine the people in Starbucks sitting around you right now, too. There's got to be yeah, yeah. people that are like, you don't I'm know. In. We are not quite yet at the moment where we all just get stoned, and then it makes way more sense. Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a little earlier for me. I don't know that I necessarily just woke up and go, all right, guys, let's get back. Oh, shit, this interview gets so much better. <laughs> Well, and, and after that, I realized, I mean, that was the, the turning point. I was like, hey, maybe there's more to this than just beating dudes up, you know, or, or being the type of guy in the gym. Or, or, and um, that actually coincided with a period in my life where I started to to question a lot of things. Jiu-Jitsu was, was just one of them. Um, and it was actually when I started experimenting with um, mind-altering substances. So does that answer the question? A little bit, because one of the coolest things I read in your bio is that in late 2012, you took a trip to the Amazon and drank a sacred plant medicine, Ayahuasa, um, which just made me really jealous and both interested. It was like, this guy, to have that written on the Journey podcast, there's a nice drop, um, it sounds pretty (laughs) cool. It sounds like a, a very cool journey, which, do you capture a lot of that in the book as well? Um, no, the book doesn't really go into that, dude. I, mean, okay. I, I don't want um, anyone who's contemplating buying this book to think that it's going to be uh, a, another rendition of The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. You know, it's 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 a jiu-jitsu book. This is like, it's about how to get better at jiu-jitsu. There's Very smatterings cool. of my philosophy in it, but I'm not going to tell you to start chanting Om while you're in the guard or anything like that. It's, it's not like that. So um, Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, I'll cross um, that off the list then. I had written it down as a suggestion. <laughs> Uh, I also wrote down Musachi Hayes as something to ask Raf about later uh, to see if he could explain it to me. That's where of I'm course. at on the podcast. This <laughs> is perfect. Well, you yeah. have to use a, a series of clicks and grunts to explain it to him, Raf. I, I will try <laughs> to. It's going to be really hard hey, to do it via Skype. Nick, I don't need you <laughs> yes. jumping. He's fine, all on his own. <laughs> yeah, but, but Paul's on your side, bro, so i got to balance it out, right? <laughs> I don't like this at all. Speaking of which, now, the thing is, you know, Nick, you're always working toward that enlightenment and 
really, really uh, clear thinking. Why is it that you work with Paul then? <laughs> Follow up question. <laughs> What's the worst part about working with Paul? <laughs> uh, I, I just I find it um, when I when I'm placed next to him, I feel like really pathetic because he's you know he's an incredibly good-looking man, and uh, it kind of hurts my game. So um, I'd say that's the biggest difficulty. Ugh, that's, this is the worst. This turned into the worst interview just right <laughs> this second with praise <laughs> for Paul Moran hitting my podcast. <laughs> I can understand why Paul likes working with you. I, I'm sure he looks very interesting in comparison, which is always super helpful. Uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us about the the Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood. I'm reading about this. Is this uh, you sort of publish a blog? What's your listenership? When do you when did you start doing this? Um, do you mean my viewership? Oh, or, I'm sorry. I was just uh, curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood, actually, funny you, you ask. It, I had the idea for the Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood right after that profound experience with one of my coaches in the rolling. It literally came to me. I was like, this is, this is more than just, you know, dudes wrestling. This is something um, pretty profound. So I started up this blog, and um, I just started posting up my perspectives on Jiu-Jitsu and training. And uh, I got quite a big response to it way bigger than I anticipated and so I just carried on and the site progressed and it's gone through a bunch of revisions and it's actually grown into uh, my own affiliation I mean uh, I have 10, 10 affiliated academies around the world now and it's growing quite quickly um, and it, it's just it, I, I just ten I always say I want <laughs> yeah we, we have 10 affiliated academies at the moment um I think we're going to have another one this week, actually, so. Uh, <laughs> he just decided right now, he's like, you know what, the Starbucks is looking pretty good, let's branch into here, too. <laughs> so, um, it, it ultimately, you know, I want to, I always say, uh, my job with the Judiciary Brotherhood will be done when a guy can go from another from another country to a new jiu-jitsu academy that he's never been to and if he's wearing a jiu-jitsu brother patch on his gi people will just know that he's not a douchebag and that he's not going to try to knee bar them and rip, rip their MCL off or yeah. he's, just gonna, he's one of those guys that gets it you know because jiu-jitsu you know what it's like it's, it's, we're, this, we're this brotherhood dude it's this camaraderie of, of cool interesting dudes that's doing this crazy ground fighting thing I mean you, people who haven't done it just don't understand. It's really difficult for them to understand what it's all about. And I got to really do this as a credit to you. We're going to come back to the Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood in just a second. But, Nick, it's such a credit to you that while this week you were training, uh, something happened, Nick, in training. And as opposed to just, like, tearing up some dude who was training improperly, Nick very, very calmly just puts it on Facebook and is like, doesn't this suck? What would you guys do in the situation? <laughs> and it's the nice cathartic way. Like instead of – as this person who is a black belt who can probably destroy this person who they're rolling with, you know, Nick leaves it out to the community. And there was nothing but an outpour of very positive responses on how to respond and how other people shared their perspectives on that. Did you come away better from that? Like where was your mind after you read all those things? Uh – Buddy, one guy, I mean, so just a little bit of background on, on the story. I was training a week 
ago, I went to Rogers Academy, which is kind of like my home base whenever whenever I'm in England because he's he was the guy who gave me my black belt. So I just went to show my face and spar with the guys a little bit. And he started training with this purple belt. And he, um, I mean, I was literally going 40%. I, I never turn up the heat and rolling and, unless the guy pushes me, you know, unless he won. If, if he, I always say to him, you set the pace. So we were going pretty slow and this guy yanked on this knee bond and literally tore my, my MCL. He put it on as hard as he could. I didn't get a chance to tap. I screamed. Um, and I subsequently found out that I was the third person that he's done this to, which, which is actually the part that really annoyed me. Um, and so I, I, I was really angry. You know, I, I was really, really angry. And I, I put it on uh, this, this private group on Facebook. Uh, I just said, I, how, well, how do you guys feel about this? Because I really wanted to go back and put the dude to sleep. Um, and someone said something that really stuck with me. He said, Nick, just forget about this. Just get well. Go and enjoy your life. Enjoy your training. It's, it's not worth it. And intellectually, I know that that's the correct thing. I know that that is the most zen way to handle it. But I am still angry. The anger is slowly starting to subside. But it's part of the journey, right? It's, it's like a, it's a lesson. It's a lesson in ego control. And um, yeah, I, have, I also had to start asking myself the question, have I ever hurt anyone else? And at first I was like, I've never hurt anyone in jiu-jitsu. And then thinking back, I realized a couple of times I have slightly injured training partners, maybe putting on some things overzealously. And ultimately it's become a reflection on myself. And so I guess I'm just going to, I'm going to let it, let it be. And I think that's a credit to you and where you are at because you know, from where I'm starting off as the antithesis of your goodness in jiu-jitsu, I feel like when I hear you tell that sort of story, it's also cathartic and a good example for people like us because it shows that there is that amount of control that is with a sport that is dangerous and can harm others. And that you see that even though you have that anger, it's such a good example that you don't go out and just destroy this human being that you're like, oh. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I couldn't destroy him now, even if I wanted to. I'm struggling to walk, bro. Um, <laughs> so uh, don't, don't give me too much credit. But I did notice something. Um, so something I learned a long time ago uh, from, from a much more intelligent man than I was that between a stimulus, a stimulus and your response is a window. And within that window lies your power. And the bigger you can make that window, the more power you have. So... People who aren't in control of themselves and get angry very quickly are, I mean, they're, they're pretty powerless. They're, they're, they're just so reactive. Whereas the person who can stop and take check and analyze what's happening to him, you know, he, he's, uh, he's mastered himself. And it was something that, you know, right after he injured my knee, I didn't realize the, the extent or the severity of the injury. And I actually was ready to continue rolling. And I felt that I was like, I'm just gonna fucking kill this dude. I'm gonna break his neck. And I stopped myself and I was like, no, dude, don't do that. You know, I was don't. I was just like, stop. And I was very happy that that happened because I think maybe even two years ago that wouldn't have happened. And to me, it is an indicator of, of my progress. Um, and I guess again, you spoke to me like about right at the beginning of why I have this philosophical viewpoint. Can you see how that can be carried over into all aspects of your life? For example, you, you get into an argument with your girlfriend and she says something horrible to you and you want to say, oh, well, you, your, your ass got really fat, bitch. You know, but instead you stop yourself and you, you lengthen out that window and you, you gain control. So it's, wait, it's, what you're telling me is don't knee bar my girlfriend? 
Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> don't scream <laughs> obscenities at her the moment she makes you angry. Got it. Written down <laughs> and signed. <laughs> Nick Gabriel said it. That's what I'll use. <laughs> Uh, Nick, I have to ask you, I have to jujitsu nerd out for a second, if that's okay. Uh, we're going to take this on a very practical, you got your black belt from Hodger Gracie. It took you a very, like, it took you not a long amount of time. Uh Uh-huh. Talk to us about training with Hodger, because, I mean, he's no, like, whenever you're talking about people, he's always up there with, with one of the, the best practitioners, so you got to tell us some of the, the fun there, and what it was like being a black belt and what it's like being a black belt under Hodger. So, you know, like, uh, ultimately, not ultimately, I, I guess sometimes you can just look at jiu-jitsu as ultimately a, uh, a dick measuring contest. It's like, who's the most dangerous guy? Who's the strongest guy, right? I mean, it, it is what it is. That That is an aspect of it. And... In South Africa, when I when I left South Africa, I'd, I'd been in grappling for a couple of years and not jujitsu grappling, like no knee grappling. And I was I was a pretty tough kid. I was one of the toughest kids in South Africa, you know. And admittedly, it was a very small fish pond. But when I got to to London, um, it was the first guy who I was literally completely powerless against. Like I, I realized that this was another level. You know, there's no way I can compete with this dude. It's just another level, and. Even as I, I became pretty good at jiu-jitsu, and, and even now at the black belt level, there have been very few people, in fact, maybe it's only two, who I literally don't even think I have a chance with. I don't even kid myself. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of guys that can beat me in sparring, loads and loads of guys that can beat me, but I always like to cons- consider that I, I pose some sort of danger or threat to them and they have to keep their, their eye open. But with Roger, sure. it's not like that. The dude just crushes me at will and that that was quite uh, an eye opener for me well it helps when they teach you too because then they know just every hole in the game which is always pretty much I remember <laughs> you said, so you said something to me once which really really um, crushed me um, we were sparring and he was just making me tap over and over again and he, he did some move and I did some counter and he just went oh Nick you're so predictable and I, I almost, yeah, dude, I, I almost started crying. I was like, are you serious, bro? Oh, no. <laughs> I also remember another story. Um, when I just arrived in London, um, I'd moved there with another girlfriend. Um, and she she was watching by the side of the mat, you know. And Roger was just absolutely shredding me. And I remember he had me in, in side mount and he was putting his Ezekiel and my face was next to his face. And I just said... Come on, Hodge, my girlfriend's watching. Yeah. <laughs> we, we burst out laughing. Um, I that was a cool story. <laughs> and then proceeded to choke you unconscious. Right. Yeah, and it took me harder than he ever had before. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're right. I got to turn up the heat. <laughs> Pretty much. What would you say is probably the, the best kind of either skill or mental approach that you took from Hodger? So it's not something that I, I don't think it's something that he practices or made any conscious effort to improve. I, I think it's just his makeup. Um, he and I, I don't mean mascara or lipstick before Raf jumps in there. Uh, he is the most zen dude I've ever met. Like he's just so relaxed. I've known him for for almost ten years now, and I've never seen him. I think twice. Twice in ten years, I've seen him get 
emotional. And it wasn't even that emotional. It was just a ripple on the surface of the pond, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so that is something I, I really would like to emulate because for most of my life I was, uh, I wouldn't say I was a, a super emotional person, but there were times when I, I did lack emotional control. You could say way worse about me. Uh, there, that's, that's the polite way. There are times I've lacked emotional and law control. It does happen. You do a lot of yoga as well. I'm try so I'm constantly. I say it. I don't know. Seventeen times a week. I need to be doing yoga. How passionate are you about the connection between yoga and jujitsu? Is it strong enough that I should get on this? Dude, you know, I, I almost feel that I've become a zealot, like a yoga zealot. There's every conversation, if someone asks me about it or if it turns to yoga, I, I go off about it because it has helped me so much, physic, just on the physical aspect. Like I had so many different injuries from jiu-jitsu. And this, uh, my, my posture was even starting to suffer from like repetitive strain and, and doing the same thing over and over. And, and yoga has helped me so much with that, that stuff. And it's also helped me mentally as well to become a lot more balanced and a lot more relaxed. So I, I cannot rec recommend it enough. It, if you have the discipline to approach it with consistency, you, you will see results. There's no doubt about it. And, and I have nothing. I mean, it's one thing I can say with my book that I'm, I'm trying to sell it to people. But with yoga, I'm, I don't make any money out of yoga. I'm not trying to sell, sell it to anyone. I don't get anything out of it. Just take my word for it. Go and do it. It's going to make your life better. How frequently a week? How frequently? Well, in the system I, I practice, you should be doing it six days a week with one day of rest. Um, I cannot do it that much because it's a really intense system and, and I'm, I'm traveling so much and, you know, I'm doing jiu-jitsu all the time. So I, I try to do it four to five times a week. Um, okay. That's but, yeah, that's yeah if you can do it six times <laughs> a week, it's... And no kidding, like right as we were about to call you, I was checking out on, on Kevin. He's had some issues uh, with his back recently. That's kept him out of training. And I was just checking in and, and Kevin, in true Kevin form, just goes, oh, yeah, I've already diagnosed myself. I know exactly what's wrong with me. I think I've got it. And I go, no, that's, this is where things get wrong. <laughs> I did a lot of Internet searching and I think I got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you have to believe everything you read on the internet, right? Kevin's one yeah. of the few people who's like, you know what? I went through med WebMD school, and I am a doctor. <laughs> I watched 10 episodes of Doogie Howser, and I feel I'm qualified to diagnose and treat myself. Exactly. I'm not putting any titles after my name. I'm just, you know, I feel very confident that the comment section on YooHoo Upper Back Pain um, has... <laughs> satiated my my needs i'm there funny enough um, my business partner and a very close friend of mine is um like he's a purple belt and he's a he's a, a doctor he's a he works in the er room and he was experiencing some back issues and he tells me that yoga is one of the one of the things that's helped it a lot but again there's so many different types of injury that there is a chance that going and doing yoga could make your back injury worse you, you need to see a doctor and, and consult a, a healthcare professional before you take it up you know it's you know you have one body so you don't mess it up i mean True. the one thing i will say is when every once in a while our instructor he'll bust in a, a yoga move uh and he'll just be doing it with such ease that the rest of us just look at him and go take it down a notch dude 
<laughs> you make me look bad. Start My girlfriend's watching. Beginning. <laughs> because what you're doing is now just literally standing on your head, which is great for you. But Who's the instructor, buddy? Uh, our instructor, his name is John Evans. And okay, John so Evans, you'll one day we will we will facilitate an introduction. But John Evans is like one that. of the most positive, super nice guys in the entire world who does like Hey buddy, you're doing great. You're the best. Yeah. And it's just like fantastic oh, God, no. instructor. Very no. zen dude as well. Is he as handsome Very as Paul Warren? What's that? Is he as handsome as Paul Warren? He's uh, I mean, he makes Paul Warren look like garbage. <laughs> which isn't hard to do. But uh, John Evans is definitely like Kevin's jealous of his good looks. Let's put it that way. Wow. I'm not jealous that, that of anyone's good statement. looks. I don't think John Evans is an attractive person. Personally, I that's uh, just me. I would like to say, Kev, in in the book though, there is a great moment where <laughs> where Nick takes you through all the different belts and kind of says, you know, here are some suggested uh, goals and ideas under red belt. Perhaps maybe the best comment of the book. Red belt. Don't worry about the red belt. Seriously. Period. Done. <laughs> Don't even just, yeah. yeah, put it out of mind. And I think yeah, that if, you, if, it, if you're okay. reading a book on jiu-jitsu, you're not going to get a red belt, dude. It's, yeah. It is what it is, right? <laughs> I just love the fact that, like, not only that, are you describing kind of mentalities of where you should be but you walk people through in the book the concepts uh the one that i took away was breathing because it wasn't until maybe about two weeks ago i had somebody who was like slow down your breathing and i was like i thought i was pretty good with it and you realize how much energy you're extrapolating and and you give some nice examples and a lot of what you do that's so cool is you also tie in parts of the book back to uh, supplementary teaching and videos so that people who are reading it can go and see stuff that you've already put out for them. And it's a nice reinforcer because sometimes when you read a book or you do that, you just go, okay, well, this is helpful. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's one of the reasons, um, one of the cool things about e- e-publishing is, um, for those of you who don't know, the book's in a digital format, so it's, it's download only at this point. But that's the cool thing is if you're reading on your iPad or your computer or your phone, and there's a link you can just click straight through to the YouTube video and it'll open up. So I think that does – that's just one of the progressions of publishing, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. it is it is quite good. I'm looking forward to it. Raph's actually been – genuinely been telling me to read it. It was really uh, – he's been a, a strong advocate of it, which is good. That's cool. I'm really glad you dug it, Raph. Uh, it's, it's good stuff, man. We're happy to do it. And we'll put up a uh, a link on the website so that people can go uh, find the book. It's great. Can't recommend it enough. Nick's good people. You should definitely be listening to his podcast with Paul for whatever reason you're doing that. Podcast.com. Yeah, um, podcast.com. Jiu-jitsubrotherhood.com or the book specifically – blackbeltblueprint.com Nick, we really appreciate you swinging by the podcast. Are you on the Twitters? Can people follow you on Twitter as well? Yes, buddy. It is at JJ Brotherhood. At well, JJ Brotherhood. Indeed. Very cool. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Verbal Tap, go check out these websites. It's really good stuff. Nick, we'll uh, have to talk to you again. so much for having me.
guys, it was fantastic. I'd like to get I'd like to get one or both of you um, on the journey at some point in the future. Sweet. Yeah. Under no circumstances. Uh, oh wait, yes. No, I'm in. That I was, sounds I was fun. Say, by the way, just talk to our agents and we'll see. They'll book it. <laughs> and by our agents, I mean just us. <laughs> Nick Sorry, Gabriel, we, thank you so much. Speak soon. All right, Raph. Keeping the show a rolling, as they mm-hmm. say in the business. I don't think they say that. People have said that. Mm. <laughs> don't give me your mm voice. I, I will. It's, it's not a disapproving word. This time, we were just talking. Um, you had something cool you were talking about. Yes. Uh, so, Pam who is one of our, our awesome participants here at uh, Valley Martial Arts Center. The <laughs> Mac! Yes. Uh, she is putting together, as part of this great network that already exists, um, there is a SoCal Women's Open Mat uh, kind of group that gets together, and she is actually spearing up a... A great, great date that we're going to actually host at Valley Martial Arts Center. It's going to be April 6, 2014 at Valley Martial Arts Center in North Hollywood. It's going to be from 1 to 4 p.m. And there's going to be a whole bunch of open mat rolling uh, for all the the females in the area. So please, if you guys are in anywhere in the Valley or you just live in Los Angeles and you want to come train at a place that's going to be super friendly and have not just – jujitsu but there's also going to be uh i believe some uh judo pam is a beast in judo and uh they meet once a month uh, to roll and they're going to come and they're going to use our place so we're we're stoked to be hosting this because i've seen photos from the events that they've put together and they get massive turnouts how massive god i don't know i i might have seen more than i just saw a photo and i want to say that i saw about 60 70 people turning out to the it's, last one it's a really cool idea though and the because we have a few women that train with us right on and off but naturally and i completely get it you know women tend to like training with other women um and i i completely understand especially oh my god in the early days of jujitsu like of course that makes more sense yeah so i think it's i think that's really cool i'm i'm excited for them. yes that's really and- awesome and if you guys are out there and you want to actually help sponsor or donate, uh, it doesn't have to be crazy gifts. They're talking like $10 gift certificates and stuff like that. Uh, they're going to be doing some raffle prizes, and they're also doing a gi drive uh, to support the Jammin' BJJ slash Give the Gift of a Gi. Uh, you can find out more about that group at www.jamminbjj.org. Uh, that website again is jamminbjj.org. So please look into that. Pam is super legit, and I look forward to hearing all about this event. So w- she wanted us to mention that for her, and I think we may be actually giving uh, something for them as a raffle prize potentially as well. Woohoo! So stay tuned to that, you guys. But I- if you can support them either through uh, coming, Donating a raffle prize or uh, giving a gi uh, through that gi drive, that would be supremely awesome as we like to promote the beautiful sport that is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. BJJ. 
All right, Kevin. So are you excited for UFC 170? Not a thousand percent, but I'm getting there. You know, there's only one thing that really gets me in the mood for fights. I don't want to know what it is. It sounds really gross when you put it like that. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to talk about it. I didn't want to. Okay. This is a terrible way to introduce that segment. Could it be <laughs> another installment of Over Under Kevin? It has to be because I made a vaguely sexual reference. It's yep. time for me to predict once again very accurately the fights. Uh, not so much. But uh, in true Over Under Kevin uh, tradition, we need to have you paired up against somebody who can really test you and your uh, predictions for the fight. There is no one that can really test me and my predictions. But go ahead, Raph. What I mean, except for everybody on? that's beaten you on this game. But that's fine. <laughs> uh, it's not a fool. It's a friend of the podcast. Maybe the best friend of the podcast. Hey, Verbal Tap listeners. This is Kevin interrupting the interview right before we bring Bubba McDaniel on. That's right. We had a lot of service interruptions during this interview, so what we've put together is the best of Over Under Kevin that we could put together, as well as a quick montage to celebrate those moments in between when the recording stopped. So hopefully you enjoy that. Enjoy Bubba. He's the best. Thank you so much for listening. Here now, to the tune of All Fly Away, our lost conversation. We have Bubba, the menace McDaniel, back on the podcast to play Under Under, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the call has completely gone. I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving, it's gonna work. (laughs) Woo! I think, okay. all right, there's a total wine kick right up the road. I'm either going to pull in and we're going to have good reception, or I'm just going to get drunk and we're going to wake it. Oh, man, this is why we don't do live. But... Because it starts sounding like... Yeah. But like I said, keep your blooper reel ready. This is such a yeah. terrible thing to You know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, God. Well, you know what they say about Burlington <laughs> Co. Factory. It's, uh, it's more than great coats. Bubba, did you catch any of that? What? No, Kevin sounded like Darth Vader really bad. Driving with Bubba. Daniel? Okay, I've got you real well Literally right driving out of the apartments right now. Driving down the road. All right. Well, I like where this good fortune is taking us, so let's continue from here. You are you are the That's one who's all right. committing to this. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not going to be jiu-jitsu. It'll be a kickboxing match. Anyway, I can. A smoker. Next location. Yep, you guys still there? Uh, I'm so glad it was still recording for that part. Are we for a second while you drive? Yeah. Bubba, we can hear you pretty well at the moment. No, dude. We're good at doing this. That's our mission. Doing good. How are you doing? That was not bad. And man, can I tell you how refreshing it is to hear you talk to us for the first time on this podcast today? 
Yeah. I will say this. We might have to start over, fellas. I can't. Y'all are breaking it on out so bad. I can't. I lost it. I lost it. Are you talking that was what it sounds like, or is that what it sounds like now? All right. That's not important. Um, okay. I think okay. he might still be talking. I think so, too. Uh, so this is still happening <laughs> right now. Like, as I'm talking here, it's cutting in and out a little bit. Burlington Coat Factory are getting an earful yes. right now. <laughs> Let's see if we, we see a TMC tonight. UFC fighter throws temper tantrum at Burlington Coat okay. Factory. Okay, let's see how it has to so come by. It sounds, like sounds good right now. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello. Continue where we are. Yeah, Bubba's gone. Really shitty, Hello? Let's go to Hello. Plan B. I don't know what Plan B is yet. Yeah. I'm losing your ass. Oh my God. I know, I'm the sorry, best part man. of this now uh, is Bubba's hit the delirium stage, so this right. is where good radio happens. Uh, I'll tell you this, Kevin. I would not go through this with any other guest and feel as comfortable as I do with it being Bubba, because at the very least, Bubba's family, you know? Now, back to the real over-under Kevin with Bubba McDaniel. Well, Kevin, on the line with us right now, and clearly not for the first time at all, we have our friend, Bubba the Menace McDaniel. Bubba, how you doing tonight? Uh, now I get to talk to you guys. Perfect day. A uh, perfect day. Do you hear that? Bubba, you're in the middle of cutting weight now, right? That's where you've started? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. That's the part that I, I can say I'm unhappy about is I'm not eating right now. But yeah. it's not at the point where I'm dying yet, you know. So uh, I've still got a good whole, you know, 25 pounds to go, like, whenever you get down to the nitty-gritty. I'm waking up kind of a little lighter than that, somewhere around, you know, 19 pounds over. But uh, the 25, because, you know, i got to eat hydrate during the day. Yeah. I mean, we we have this down to a T now. We know whenever you're fighting – there's a great window to talk to you, and we figured this is the best time. This, yeah, this is still, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in the thick of things, definitely, and then at the same time, I'm still, uh, I'm still not pissed at you yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've been <laughs> up and down trying to find our, find our time. You know, I, I've, try, I've tried to do the best I could to be there for you boys, you know, but week of the fight, you know, I, I'm not the, the nicest guy around, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, we always like it when we're just like, you know, it's always great to talk to Bubba, but we don't want to put this man in through pain just talking to us. Like, <laughs> the man has a fight that is way more important, and we're excited about it. Like, when we heard that you're fighting Tor, we thought, oh, shit. Tough 17 lives on. Yeah. Stoked. Is he still rocking the the complete head shave, too? We could, yeah, we could really mark on is, uh, definitely what I'm <laughs> That'll be perfect. You guys, this is a huge Harley fight, just based on your looks. Yeah. Um, Bubba, I know yeah, you've been training for the fighting. <laughs> Are you nervous about getting crushed right now and over under Kevin? You know, this, I, I really am. I, I'm so afraid of your uh, MMA prowess and knowledge that uh, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm shaking in my boots right now. 
I can hear your sarcasm, oh. sir. <laughs> I can hear it. And frankly, I'm not impressed. That's fine. No one's impressed with you either, Kevin, especially because Kevin has never won this game. How dare you? Uh-oh. I didn't lose Uh-oh. the last See, one. You either. know, that, that, that's a confidence builder. I'm just saying. I'm just a confidence builder on my end. So. Yeah, just I, what you were I missing. I'm a little bit of trouble there. Just what you were missing, a healthy amount of confidence. <laughs> that, you know, that's uh, what they say. The, uh, the <laughs> confident public is the best public. And, you know, an unconfident public goes out and gets his ass whipped. He's just so shy and quiet all the time. Yeah. He's so shy and quiet, everybody. <laughs> Raph, do you want to explain uh, the rules to the good people? Of course I do. So, guys, in case this is your first time listening to Over Under Kevin, it's a simple game because that's the only kind Kevin knows how to play. The rules Fair. are very simple. Uh, I basically will announce a fight. Each participant here will get 15 seconds and only 15 seconds to make their prediction after each has taken a turn, I will then decide if there is a rebuttal time of 15 seconds where they can then respond to each other's picks or insults that were used during pick time. Uh, basically, at the very end, we'll cap it off with what you guys believe will be the fight of the night. And now, performance of the night? Well, it's not let's not get into that. <laughs> I think tiebreakers yeah, D- that Cormier is going to break out into a version of Killing Me Softly that's just going to stun people, Raph. That's my performance of the night prediction. Well, there you go. So them's the rules, gentlemen. Are you both ready? Yes. Ready. All right. We are going to go down the line. We are actually going to start with the very first fight. Keep in mind, this is all out of order, so just be prepared to talk about any fight at any given time. And we're going to go ahead and start with Kevin for the very first night, which is a flyweight bout with Zach Murkowski versus Josh Sampo. Mikowski versus Sampo is easy because it's also the gremlin versus someone nicknamed the fun size. I'm going with Sampo because he has what I call murder tattoos. Clear. Interesting. Bubba, you yeah. have 15 seconds. Go. I'm going, I'm going with because uh, anybody that says fun size in their name as a fight name is obviously a good time to get hit. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'm, I'm going to give you 15 like that seconds. Logic. To respond to Kevin here, Bubba, if you would like to use it, go. Yeah, his murder tattoos are from getting murdered. How's that? Oh, no. Kevin, what do you have to say about that? I don't. You're supposed to be a fighter. You're not supposed to be using little articulate word plays, jackass. What's with the comedy upgrade? Have you been taking classes or something? This isn't cool. <laughs> I don't like how quick he's been so far, Raph. I think he's using comedic performance-enhancing uh, drugs. Uh, we will, we will definitely hey, be testing him. Thing, I would be, I would have been way less hated on the show. <laughs> if he were allowed those, yeah, that's true. That would have been great. <laughs> I will say though, yeah, Bubba is leading in I the wit department, fight. Kevin. <laughs> We're going to go to our next fight, gentlemen. Our next fight is Cody Gibson versus Aljamain Sterling. Bubba, we start with you. I have no idea what either anything about either one of them. So uh, I'm going to go with Sterling because, you know, Sterling Silver is, you know, a, a bad silver. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as any reason to root for him. Kevin, what do you have? Um. Well, I am shocked to hear... 
Bubba just flippantly, flippantly insult the renegade Lorenzo Lamas, who Cody Gibson is named after. I'm obviously taking Cody Gibson. Oh, uh, Kevin, the that didn't get in on time. Uh, however, we will accept it. Bubba, we're going to give the response time to you. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, I couldn't hear what he said in the first place. So, number okay. one, I'm just going to say I'll wait. I'll, I'm going to whoop you if he loses. If my guy loses anyway, I'm just going to whoop you and then I'll even out. How's that? That's bullshit. I don't like the. You can't use your prowess, your physical prowess I, for this. I can use whatever I want. <laughs> Raph, step in here. Uh, that's odd. Intimidation is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. And I will say this. Um, no. I'm going to allow this, this is... because why not? It would be fun to watch Kevin get beat up. All right, we're going to keep going. All right, our next fight is going to be, Kevin, we're going to start with you. Rory McDonald versus Damian Mia. Uh, you always go with Damian Maya because you don't talk smack on our man Los. Am I right, Bubba? That's what Rory did. He uh, called out Carl. He called out Carlos Condit. You can't do that. Not on my watch. I'll take Damian Maya, oh, who's Rory? plus two fifty. <laughs> what? What do you say about Rory? Uh oh. Sounds uh, like Bubba's you know, got a response. Honestly, Bubba, you're going. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to take Rory because I think he's a pretty smart fighter and everything. And Damian Maya has a lot of a lot of one dimensional, but. At the same time, it's just leading up to another inevitable butt kicking by Lawler or Carlos. Now we're talking. I like his ah, that's that's his lucky through that caveat Kevin, in there. Kevin, my one question to you is: How does it feel to just get discarded with your opinion like that? I didn't get discarded. I was obviously. Uh, I'm right. pretty sure you I did. Right. <sighs> when it's two Not against so one, sure. you know, uh, I yeah, feel but, like I'm dating in college. I, but, yeah, you can't talk about Los. Mm, interesting. Right, Kevin, um... stop calling him Los. <laughs> we're going to go to our next fight. Uh, next fight, and we're going to start with Bubba. It is Rafael Overa versus Eric Koch. Go. Oh, much as Crotch. Yeah. Uh, you know the thing about the, the <laughs> He's not a bad guy, and I'm kind of, you know, I like anybody that has uh, anything to do with tractors and stuff, being a southern boy myself, so I'm going to go there. Okay. <laughs> the tractor, Oliveira. Uh, I'm going what is team not Rafa, not Raffaello, uh, Eric Koch, the new breed. He's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Team not Raf. Eh, I think so. Raph. I do like in this game that you are being uh, very, very against each other. You aren't really taking the same sides here. Well, that's because Bubba's wrong and I'm right. So, of course, I'm going to pick my way. Yeah, I, I don't know much about this MMA thing. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, Bubba. What insight could you possibly provide as someone who's only been in a cage with multiple people? Oops, hey, Kevin. Michael Jordan's not the best GM. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Kevin, save your <laughs> basketball analogies. It's the All Star game for another time and place. I understand. <laughs> okay, you're okay. done. Say, We're going March to our next fight. Isn't here yet. It's not even here for March Madness yet. You're already getting basketball crazy, man. Well, 
don't get me started, Bubba. Kevin tries to jam his NBA love more than a nervous senior on prom night into every conversation we have here. <laughs> yes, I That's try right. and typically get it to That's second right. or third base. I, this, you know, I guess I'm asking you to because, you know, I like badminton and all, but I'm not going to try to throw it back to me. Snap. Exactly. Wait, hold on. Do you like <laughs> badminton? I do what like other, badminton. What other effeminate sports are you proficient at? Horseshoes. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> wow, Kevin. Uh, uh, served and Horseshoes returned. Horseshoes and go... Come on now. probably got to almost be there. That's true. <laughs> all right, all right, gentlemen, calm down, calm down. I enjoy this banter, but we got to get to our next fight, which is Robert Forrest Whitaker versus Steven Thompson. We're going to go with Kevin Stark. Yeah, I actually couldn't find odds on this, which was really tough, but I got to go with Whitaker because it's Oscar award season. So, you know. Okay. Okay. Well, I never saw the butler. I feel go bad. With, I'm going to go with Wonderboy. Oh. All right. Do you know him? Yeah, Wonderboy is kind of awesome. Now, I don't know him so much, but uh, Justin Scoggins does. And uh, I'm pretty good friends with Scoggins, and they have the same uh, strike style, things like that. And uh, little Scoggins is me a tight. So, you know, I got to take his boy on that. Okay. Okay. Look at that. A g- legit analysis on Over Under Kevin. Yeah, I want to apologize almost... to the audience, and that'll be the last time it ever happens. I almost don't know what to do with that because that's actual analysis. And I'm like, shit, uh oh. Uh, but gentlemen, this is this is a big fight coming up next. We've got Daniel Cormier versus Patrick Cummins. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Kevin on this one. The line is minus twelve hundred. So while it might be worth a flyer to put twenty dollars on Cummins, because uh, you win a lot of money, Cormier. I mean, how do you? I got it. Come on. If he makes weight, I might put money also just to safe that bet to hedge it. <laughs> do you, okay. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with Pat Cummings to a butt face, you know, and, uh, you know, be, go against the green because I guess I heard he made uh, Cormier cry in training, and that's his big thing to go on. He made Cormier mad by bringing that up because, you know, there are a lot of things that happen while you train. And, uh, yeah, I've cried a few times here and there because Kennedy made me a little girl before, you know. <laughs> he <laughs> my ribs I gotta, and I cried a little bit. I, I got to ask you so, about that, Bubba, because – is that just weird to have somebody break gym code silence, even to break a fight or, you know, to promote it? Like, is, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's that's some asshole shit, you know, but uh, at the same time, I'm not mad at him. He's using a tactic to piss off Cormier, and I think it might work. <clears throat> you know, it might work to his advantage. I mean, he's 4-0 just making a UFC uh, debut and a fight that, he was never supposed to be in, and uh, of course, right. you can make waves, you can make headlines, make money, they can. I mean, it, it, but it is an asshole move because everybody breaks down. Everybody breaks down at one at one point or another during camp. You break down, you have a bad day, you want to scream, you're in there, you know, screaming, and you, you just walk away from the mat, something like that. You know, it's a part of camp. Everybody has bad days. I don't care who you are, what's going on. You know, one day, you know, he might have done however many rounds and wrestled however many guys and they're all waiting around for just their one shot you know they have to do one round which you have to be done you know enough to exhaust the freaking uh, team of mules 
And then he says, oh, I made you cry, something like that. Like, that kind of stuff right there is what it could be led up to. And, yeah, that's way bullcrap, you know, because, like I said, I've been broken down. That's a part of training. You get broken down, yep. you get beat down. That way you always train harder than what the fight's going to be. You know? Yeah, so I mean, it, I I got broken down just walking away from training today. So it, it happens to all of us. But I, I will say this, Bubba, the, the one thing uh, I did find really interesting uh, Sarah McMahon, who's fighting Rousey, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, came out in defense of uh, Cormier today and said it wasn't necessarily Patrick, and he's out of line for saying it. It was that many rounds, just like you're explaining. And having yeah. to be that fresh person who comes in and then taking credit for that, that just isn't right. And it's it's weird because he definitely looked like he got under DC's skin. Yeah, because DC knows what it's about, and he, and it did happen. You know, it did happen mm-hmm. at a certain point. You know, it, it happens to everybody, though. Like, you yeah. can have guys that are not even close to on your level work you over in rounds where you can't just – you can't see straight. You can't, your muscles yeah. aren't working at you right. You're so tired. You know, and, and they, they're in there fresh, and they're doing everything they can, and woo-hoo, they get over on you. And, you know, and you can't do nothing about it at the time. Because you're still broken down, but yet somebody, you know, gets to have that in the feather in their cap at one time of their life. And it's bunk, you know. Everybody knows what it is, you know. Like, put them in there fresh, things like that. It's like, you know, the next time that that happens with somebody and they get to walk around all head high, cool, you're my first two rounds the next day. You know, like, if that's just yeah. the way it will be. You know, you're, you're, it's going gonna, gonna to go down. We're going to get in there, you know. Just, you know, when guys are getting you ready for stuff, and Everybody has that line. You just don't cross. Like I'm saying, if you are, if he was walking around with his head held high about that very thing, I'm sure the next day or the next few days it was put back, right back down into the dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll I, say I will this. say this. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm just surprised, Bubba, and I want to congratulate you for having made it two rounds of over under Kevin without breaking down. I thought for sure I'd have had you already, but I'll let it go, at least for this round. <laughs> Yeah, my fault, y'all. I uh, I had to go. I had to go into the realness of a few situations, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. I like it. No, and I'll, I will say this but to close out this uh, this particular fight. A lot of people know now about the story about Patrick uh, being discovered and and being told that he could fight while at work at a fast food restaurant. Uh, and he was at the drive-thru. What most people don't know was that he was actually serving Big Country uh, through the drive-thru. So, the more you know. <laughs> Just, uh, that would have been fantastic. Bringing that story uh, full, full circle, everybody. Which brings us to our next fight. We are going to go with Bubba on this one, and it is Rafael Asunico versus Asun- Pedro Munoz. It's an ass. Hang on, I lost you. Is that again? Who, who again? I lost you on that one. It's Rafael Asunico versus Pedro Munoz. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Rafael Asunco just because his are. name's a little bit cooler. It, Rafael is a good name. I like where he's he, – uh, Bubba automatically wins this round. Go ahead, Kevin, no, he though, doesn't. if you want to try. And he team does. hashtag no raff. Uh, Pedro Munoz, the Young Punisher, is his nickname. Obviously, he's going to Young Punish Rafael. 
What is no Young Punish? Punish? Qualifier. Go ahead. Tell us what Young Punish is, Kevin. It's when you make someone listen to one week over and over again on loop while simultaneously not having internet connection. Are am you I, saying am one I, week? Uh, my man card by not knowing what the hell one week is. <laughs> no, no. By bare naked ladies. Yeah, bare it's naked been ladies. One week since you looked at. Oh, jeez. I see. Okay, yeah. bare naked ladies. Yeah, that horrible crap. How? Yeah, I'm keeping... How <laughs> dare you? Twitter's uh, gonna explode. Twitter's yeah, it's gonna turn on. I'm so mad. <laughs> That's gonna be real <laughs> new to I, him. Hey. Hey, I'm gonna say like this. You know how many times Twitter's turned on me? I think I could kill it. <laughs> I know. I yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was like, oh damn, maybe they won't for this. This probably yeah. won't do it. This won't. I register. will say this. Uh, we here at Verbal Tap actually have a vested interest in this fight because Pedro Munoz is a last-minute fill-in. Uh, basically, there was somebody who had to drop out of this fight, and he's from Systems Training Center. Our good friends out here in Los Angeles who trained Ooh. in Hawthorne with Marcus Koval. I didn't even know that, so I'm glad I picked them. It's okay, though. Bubba can pick the guy with the better name, obviously. I have no qualms with that. (laughs) Well, I appreciate appreciate you letting me have my own opinion. Uh, You know, it's it's what we try to do here. Uh, But that brings us to our next fight, which is, Kevin, are you ready for this? It is Mike Powell versus TJ Waldberger. Yeah. I've seen this Waldburgers thing on the E! channel, and I didn't watch it then, and I'm going to have a lot of trouble watching it now. I'm going with Mike Quicksand Pile. It's minus 200, but that's free money. Yeah, I'm going to say like this. I would usually go okay. play all the way around. But, uh, you know, Quicksand Pile, you know, once you get sucked in, you're done. That's sounds like a concession. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not going X-rated here, okay? <laughs> you want to <laughs> – that next – he's basically – this is affirmatics, and he signed it over. I win. Right, ref? Uh, not right. quite, Kevin. You, you've, you've not imposed enough damage but, uh, as the ref of this game. I see a thumbs up, and I will actually do my job correctly, unlike other people. We're going to our next fight now, which Bubba is Alexis Davis versus Jessica I. Uh, what are we talking about, Pete? Do you think the world just bleeped him out naturally there? They were like, he's probably not going to say something appropriate. <laughs> We lost. But I think, you know, when you have people in your name already, people are not going to take their word for whatever's going on. <laughs> so I'm going to go with her by a shirt. Which one was that? Alexis Davis or Jessica I? definitely i if she's evil i'm in the bad girl yeah. oh yeah me t- oh god that was exactly it was like um yeah that feels like someone i would be i would ask out i'm also going with jessica i you know because of the weed thing i think if she wins that's a good statement for his okay. legality okay 
good good to know kevin thank you very much i love the endorsement of weed within your your picks here but let's go to our next fight which is ernest chavez versus yos dennis sederno and we'll start with baba (laughs) good question Uh, no one knows yo dennis sederno um Honestly, I have no idea who to pick, but yeah, the other guy's name is close enough to Yoda for me. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I'll <put> that. Yeah. <laughs> you, Sound logic. Yeah, he's the Pink Panther, just so you know, Bubba. <laughs> Zedanyo. The Pink Panther? Yeah, that's his and name. And he sounds like Yoda? Yeah, probably. See, listen, then. Here's what here's what he can do. He can put his tail on and use a pink lightsaber, and we'll go we'll go fifty fifty on that. <laughs> uh, we'll call his agent. Suggested. <laughs> I'm going with the it. Mad yeah. Titan yeah. Ernest Chavez, uh, mostly because of my adamance against Rafael. I feel like I should give Ernest Chavez a chance um, to stay, you know, fair. That's I have no idea who he is, Lamar. So I, I'm just giving it a, a shot in the dark and hoping that Yoda comes through for me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the good news, Bubba. Neither of them know who they are either. They had to Google themselves to figure out who they're fighting. <laughs> that one guy was like, my name does look like Yoda. <laughs> it does. Oh, That's shit. a better nickname. <laughs> All right, Kevin. We are now down to the main event, which is Ronda Rousey's versus Sarah McMahon. Kevin, who do you have? This is so not... I don't know. I've never really seen Sarah McMahon fight, but based off of her guns, I'm going with her. She's minus 400. I like $80 to double it up. Absolutely. Okay. Big upset of pick. Okay. Then I'm going to go with Rousey. Don't get me wrong. I love Sarah McMahon. But she's beat me in two ad contests that we've had, and I'm really upset about that still. So, you know, got to lose it. Yeah, this is a personal vendetta. Okay, yeah, can you give us some more story, insight about way. that, please? True story. What happened? All right, so we're, we're sitting at an IHOP after some fights, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're all sitting there, our manager, a few other fighters, matter of fact, Dustin Scoggins, Hector Abina. Uh, Devin Jackson, the wrestler that's out there under Sarah McMahon's husband at, uh, at, at the college that he wrestled at. And she was sitting there. Somehow, my vanity about my abs came about. And uh, I was, we were talking about abs, and Sarah was kind of, you know, snickering at me like, what, you ain't got nothing. I was like, what, you want to have an ab contest? I was like, give me a couple of weeks, you know, to get my get myself shrunk down a little bit. She's like, no, no, I'm it right now. And so, you know, we stand up in the middle of IHOP, and I got completely embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got news for you. Uh, You're not the only person to get embarrassed at an IHOP. I'm pretty sure that happens to anybody who walks in. You might be the first person to have an abs contest at an IHOP, though. This is true. Could you imagine two two people signed up to UFC having an abs contest, and uh, the girl wins? (laughs) Her freaking... Their abs popped out like they were fit. I was, <laughs> I was very unhappy with myself. And uh, she was out of shape at the time, too. So I have no excuse other than I'm a pussy. There uh, you go. 
Well, is there ever going to be an ab rematch? Did you ever put that in your clause? Of there was. That lost even worse. I thought I had abs going on. No. Oh, no. She was cutting weight down a little bit at the time, too. <laughs> even worse. No. This is not good. I'm over two against her on that one. Wow. Horrible. Wow, Bubba. I mean, I love her. it. You got a hashtag or to it, you know, and let her let her listen to it. Uh, you know, me admitting my defeat. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's definitely gonna want to hear that you're going for Rousey because you lost an ab competition, she and I'm is. sure she'll actually exactly be a good why. sport about it. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, maybe the, maybe you know, I should have went against Rousey though because she went and taught a contest for uh, she went and taught a class for Kelvin. After he beat me in the house, too, though. So, you That's know, true. I really have bad blood about this all together. They should both lose. How's that? Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no contest for everybody involved. Uh, there you go. Well, gentlemen, this has been... Rod- Rodney can come have my baby and it'd be all good. Okay. We, well, we'd have a okay. super baby. Just we'll saying. call, we'll call have, her have, agent, too. It would, have, it would have great hips and great abs. <laughs> I mean, not Aren't as good as Sarah, my abs, man's abs, apparently, but uh, yeah, good enough hips. See, I we guess. Make up, we'll make up for it with the judo hip. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Well, this is taking uh, a sharp right. Now, I will tell you guys this. Uh, thank you for your picks. We're looking forward to this, and. If you weren't excited about UFC 170, you should be now. But let's talk about who's going to take home fight of the night and performance of the night. And we're going to start with you, Bubba. The ridiculousness of taking away knockout submission of the night. I'm so unhappy because that was my end. That was my end to get me 50 with submission of the night or something. Yeah, (laughs) so long money. I have to work harder now. I have to work harder now. Bullshit. And not only only work harder, but get the subjective approval of performance of the night. What does that even mean? I mean, exactly. How the hell am I supposed to win? I'm Bubba from Tough 17 that everybody fucking hates. (laughs) This is not going my way. (laughs) That'd be awesome if that's how they introduced him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, Bubba... The guy that everybody hated on Top 17, <laughs> heel douchebag. Some of this for McDaniel. I would just want to see your face as it kind of does that turn. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. My eye pop up almost like the rock, and then the other one squinted down like, I want to cry. As the next clip is him, like, tackling Goldberg. <laughs> it's like, and that's where things went awry. Dude, can we do a Gilbert? Like, we so have to do a Gilbert entrance. What are speaking of? We need to get some of these entrances going on for the freaking uh, WWE mock entrances. Why oh, have we yeah. not done that yet? Bubba, I, Why I have mean, we not done that yet? Well, Bubba, I think we about haven't... this. I've even practiced, I've practiced my Shawn Michaels entrance, you know, Sexy Boy song and all that. Have you really? Come in there, do a little spin, do the flex, you know. The Gilbert, that was kind of easy. You know, you can come out and just act tough and all that. If there's no video, think, there's no to... proof. I mean, that, but, yeah, still, that is true. Still, it's practice. I'm waiting for you guys. <laughs> and then we've got, you know, we can go back to even like Bret Hart. We can come out big fan bait or something like that. Hulk Hogan, ho, ho, ho. I've got to spell it anyway, naturally. I just have to grow it out. I mean, I will, I will be quite honest with you, Bubba. Uh, I also <laughs> think about this. Like... And we just haven't been at the same place in the same time. That's the only problem. Yeah. 
Well, let me but, ask you a question. Are you yes, coming sir. to UFC 171? I am not. Well, see, you're messing up still. I, I, am, I know. You've got to pay for me to do these things. If I can make... If you could do that, you could drive to my hometown with me in Wichita Falls. We could run around with a video camera, and honestly, I could probably get away with it any joint we wanted to do it to. And we could, like, set up places to go do this and film all these, and it would be epic. <laughs> I've, never heard anybody, I've never heard anybody yell at me <laughs> to come do pro wrestling entrances <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Frankly, and I completely okay. agree will, I'm just like... <laughs> and you will never have it happen again. I, I don't say that. I've got a lot of friends who are pro wrestling fans. Bubba, let me tell you this. I want you to have perfected your super kick because if you are a true Shawn Michaels fan, it would be oh, I'm who already you. I'm tuning up the band. I'm just telling you. You have been? Okay. As we I will let you know. I watched The Greatest Rivalries, and if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it between Shawn and Brett. And I believe we have that dichotomy between us. Oh yeah, the Iron so, Man match. I will. Replay. I would be happy to replicate a tenth of that Iron Man match because I can't do more than ten minutes against you, Bubba. A tenth would be six minutes. They did an hour. Well, I, then don't I, get me going. Don't hey, get me hey, going. Hey, that was with the entrance, the walkout, and the finish, and the overtime. See, I know my math. But how many times have you had to have that exact same conversation with women you've been with? It's like, you've got your tenths and six fixed up. It was ten minutes. Trust me. Sometimes it's a little bit shorter than that. Hey, I've I've been getting ready for a fight. I haven't touched a woman in months. I apologize right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. All right, Baba, give me your fight of the night and performance of the night as our tiebreakers. Uh, let me go back to let me go back to I'm gonna say probably the the littler guys, man. The uh, the Mikovsky fight has always has a, a a standard of you know guys are fast, they move quick, they put on a good show. But uh, you know Stephen Thompson is always somebody to watch. I'm probably putting performance of the night on him, man. That okay, dude, that dude's fun to watch. I don't care if he wins or loses, he goes out there and does something little, something wild make somebody feel silly at one point or another. Sweet. I like it. So the fl- uh, you're saying that fight of the night is going to be Mikowski Sampo and performance of the night is going to be Steven Thompson. Correct. Okay. Kevin, what do you have? Performance of the night is going to be Daniel Cormier um, because they're going to be trying to keep him happy just because he got to fight. He apparently was very upset with Dana. Fight of the night is, of course, going to go to Rousey McMahon. Okay. It always does. Even when she's not the fight of the night, she gets the fight of the night. Always. She does. It's true. All if right, I lose now, for the seventh straight time at this game, people are going to start to really question my validity. No one ever questions your validity except all of the time. Bubba, <laughs> here's my question to you. Now that we have all of these things, all of these fight picks, what would you like to see Kevin do if he loses? Huh. I won't. Got to be so video. It's, it's got to be something of video. Okay. Video noteworthy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's see here. 
I would like that Bubba Sword drawing finished. Let's say that. Like get a, get an actual T-shirt made for a Bubba Sword. You know? Okay, that would be cool. But it's I a, like this video that. idea. The, no, I like this video idea because it sounds humiliating. What kind of video <laughs> are you thinking, Bubba? If we're going video, then it's got to be something where he runs around in a diaper. I don't know yet what exactly what, but there's a diaper involved. Well, hold on. Let's merge two ideas. Um, if Loser has to tape a personal pro wrestling audition entrance... They only get personal. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Person, like, you have to... What would your entrance look like? Oh, what your, would my entrance look like? Yeah, you're uh, welcome to mimic other people. I'm just saying you're trying to get into uh, the world, the professional wrestling. Those, that's my stakes. All right, all right, all right. We can do that. I'll figure it out. I'll get some something going on. I feel somebody else's. I feel like four different guys' stuff. We'll see if you can pick out the names of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea a lot. That is a great idea. Um, Bubba, this has been fantastic. Uh, not difficult at all. But the important thing is... <laughs> no, not difficult at all. <laughs> not in the least. But I, I cannot say this enough. You are, are such family to this show that I couldn't think of a better person who is more committed to our show, who will put up with all of our fucking technical difficulties and bring home a all-star performance. Am I right, Kevin? Absolutely. You're a professional in the face of adversity, Bubba McDaniel. And I'll work on, I'll talk to the girlfriend about a Bubba Saurus part two in the MMA series. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I'm definitely a go-getter. I, you know, I like to help my friends out. You know, you help me and everything. And, uh, it's one of those things that brings you cheer to my eye to be on the show again. It's been too long. <laughs> I know. It has been almost 10 episodes since we've had you on. But it's been ridiculous. we are ridiculously stoked to see you fight, uh, Tor. And you know that you have our support on this show 100%. Good deal. I appreciate that, guys. You know, uh, I want to throw this out there, too. Um, the Sunday before my fight will actually be a year since Jason died. If, you know, if you're a fan of me, you know exactly what that is and uh, what that means to me that day. And it's, you know, six days before my fight. I had to bury him a few days later, you know, on the 13th uh, last year. And it's, you know, it's coming up on that first year reunion of everything or anniversary, however you want to say it. And it's, it's a really emotional time, but it's really got me a focus again. You know, I remember last year the focus I had to, to perform yep. with my friend. And I'm feeling that same way again. And if you remember my fight from the tough finale, you know, you're, you're ready to see shades of that again plus some. Man, we will, we will definitely uh, remember him. I mean, we remember you talking so well about him. And, and even in the other interviews that we saw you do, just talking so great about him. So you are definitely honoring his memory, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. UFC is a great way to do that too. We'll get to see him. We'll get to see Bubba doing what he loves and make sure you follow Bubba on Twitter um, because he's, you know, just the most lovable person after you stop <laughs> arbitrarily hating him because of some tough 17 shut editing. Fuck up. You know what? Let me just say, <laughs> if you're on Twitter and you're attacking this man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's all yeah. I have to say. 
just fucking realize he's cool as shit and is super fucking nice. That's yeah. all I got. That's, that's the funny part, man, is I had even last night, I was uh, commenting on, you know, how how crazy it was that uh, K-Guard Mythology ate a head kick like that. I was like, holy crap, like, you know, kind of like, how did that happen? Like, you know, kudos to him, what a beard, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I just left it at how did he eat that head kick. And people, you know, they're, oh, you talk crap when you were the one that <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I had pictures. Shut I had pictures sent to me of me knocked out, all kind of crap again. You know, just also me giving somebody kudos. Haters are in full effect at all times for me. Yeah. And like I said, I'm used to putting up with them. I guess a lot of them now, but there's there's still some that are going to get you know a little bit of hate thrown back at them and then block. <laughs> yeah, Bubba, that, <laughs> so that was that the best when you blocked that one dude, and you just go, oh, I guess I haven't blocked you yet. Fixing that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I with that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, that's the thing, too. There's some people that just come straight out of the woodworks, and I just won't even answer them anything like that. I just, you know, they've got some crazy stuff to say, and I'll just block them. You know, it, it's attacking me, attacking my family, my kids, things like that. You know, I, I won't I won't stand for a few things. There's some stuff, you know, that's funny enough to where I let people see what they're, what retardedness they say. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a friend of this podcast through and through my man. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, hey, the this only. This podcast is awesome. This, this is the one that, one that I like to be on. Y'all. <laughs> you hear that? That's our endorsement. That's uh, a, yep. we'll put that at the bottom of the t-shirt. <laughs> the one, the only. This is the part of the show where Raph and I talk about the guests, and I don't care what you say, Raph. I think Bubba and Nick were both great, and I find it, frankly, a little rude that you're talking so much smack about them off air. (laughs) They won't stop saying things like your jujitsu is better. Um, and that you would totally beat Bubba in an MMA fight. I think that's, I think you're pushing it, but great time. What do you think? Do either of those things sound like anything I would remotely say? Uh, you know, you never know. (laughs) Let's, let's be very honest in a, in a total summation of everything you've heard me say on the podcast, when would I ever make statements like that? Yeah, you're normally pretty bold in your activities against the guests. That's that's how we that's how we keep bringing them on. No, that was fun. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. Nick's great. He's uh, I I think we spoke off air. He's actually coming to L.A., so I think I'm going to be able to not only see him but hopefully train with him. Dude. That's awesome. I think that's amazing. He'll love um, VMAC. Fun, chill, just cool place. Yeah, and I think he's he's the right kind of person. I actually was telling a couple of people, I go, this is really cool. He just mentioned he's going to be in L.A. What kind of fucking timing is that? And, uh, you know, Bubba, Bubba's, Bubba is this podcast. You know, he, he gets us. He knows how to be silly. And also, Winda really talks seriously about not only his fights – but also yeah, the, the stuff that goes along with training. He's very honest with us about it, and that's always really cool. Because, you know, sometimes with fighters, they they don't lie, but they lie by omission. 
they just won't tell you everything. Absolutely, because a lot of people don't like to see that side too. Like, uh, you sure. Know, and we like getting behind the scenes. We like hearing the the intricate details. And Bubba's really good about articulating. And shit, how would we ever have known about the the spat between him and Sarah McMahon? We would have never gotten to hear never. about their IHOP abs contest. God, <laughs> I think our podcast is all the better for having that segment now. Oh, I know I am. Personal I just growth. feel bad that you might have to cut a pro wrestling promo, considering how terrible you are at speaking. Oh, God. Right? And let's give a quick, if you haven't seen it, my profile Facebook picture is currently me looking like Uriah Faber. <laughs> and... Where is Evans, by the way? Have you heard from him? Uh, What's going on here? I sent him a text yesterday that just said, Kevin's off to a good start. Where's yours? And he said it's coming up today. Okay. So I don't know what that means, but he said he'd text me when it's about to come up. So I guess it's, it's coming, but I like that you plugged yours so that you can get more likes. Absolutely. So head on mm. over to Verbal Tap's Facebook page, Verbal mm. Tap Cast. You can find us anywhere. Verbal Tap MMA Comedy Podcast. Find us on iTunes. Give us a little rating. Who else dresses up like Uriah Faber for your affection uh, besides Uriah Faber? And when please. did you feel that cornrows were the right idea? When my girlfriend said, oh, I can do cornrows. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, now what? And how long did that take? A while, 30 to 45. Um, <laughs> so we'll get into this in the shout outs, but that was the work of Vicky. That was Victoria. Why don't we obviously. go ahead and start with shout outs then and we'll go from there. Shout outs to Vicky for <laughs> putting my hair in that beautiful <laughs> cornrowed fighter prep way. It gave me a headache. It was so tight. I believe um, it. Yeah, it was. It was. I'll do anything for this for the art, Raph. That's what I'll do. And don't BJ, give yourself credit. <laughs> BJJ and your girlfriend. No, 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 no. Your okay. girlfriend deserves all credit for that because she, she was truly the one that was patient enough to go. You need to do what and why? Yeah, I mostly sat there drinking while mm. she French braided my hair. That's what I thought. Not proud of it. BJJ and MMA Academy out there in Chantilly, VA, and we had a we've had a really good week. We got a lot of new people coming up. It's great new person program that Andrew's running, doing very well. Speaking of Andrew, don't forget to head on over to BJJ Finder, the world's premier jujitsu locator website. You put in your zip code if you're traveling where you're at. It shows you gyms near you. It's great. Check it out, please. No concept jujitsu out in Maryland. Don't forget to uh, where they train both smart and hard. That's going to do it for me, Raph. Uh, of course, we've already started talking about Valley Martial Arts Center. Three. I thought the last time we did two mentions, you didn't do it on the second time. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just got kind of caught up. I started. My mind went there. It's okay. It's it's good that your mind goes somewhere. Uh, it's such great training. I uh, had an open mat today. Hassan, again, we're going to go ahead and throw to him because dude drilled and drilled and drilled with me to the point where I might have actually gotten okay at something. And I was like, what? This is stupid. <laughs> so props to him for, for doing that. Just it's a great day. I loved being able to go. And Kev, as you know, now I am unemployed. That's I did know that. So you're yes. refocused on training. I am 
very excited to start getting back to training. And uh, you guys who are in the Los Angeles area, throw me your suggestions. If there's a good good place to train, I'd love to hear where to go because really all I got now is time and opportunity. And I've decided to make the most out of my time until I uh, finish this indefinite hiatus from The Tonight Show that I am currently on. The indefinite hiatus. That is what we are calling it. Love it. So let me know what you guys uh, – where you guys train and some good places to go because I will be traveling around and I'd love to come visit as many places as possible before. And what will probably inevitably happen at some point, I get another job and I don't have this luxury. So I really want to take advantage of this time. And a big, big shout out to Dat Sasara. This – I'm telling you, Kevin, this gear is – you won't go back. After you start using this gear. Interesting. I feel like I put on the bag today and Very normally interesting. <laughs> normally the the last bag that Kelly uh, gave to me to use that was just kind of a, a bag that she used to pick things up or put things around. It was a really shitty bag. That's typically the bag usage, but we're with you. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was like a travel bag that I was using as a jujitsu gi. Uh, bag and now that I've got this Detsasara one, I put it on. Everything felt amazingly light. It's really easy to use. It has compartments for just about everything. So I I will keep you guys updated on how much I like it. But I really want to give them a big shout out because uh, not only did they shout me out, but they shouted out my girlfriend on their Twitter page. Oh wow! So big ups to them. Yeah, uh, and again, uh, Kelly gets all the credit though. So. Yes, and a very happy birthday to my girlfriend. Uh, I have the the best girl in 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 all the world, uh, but she uh, had a big birthday this weekend, and we had all of our friends. So if you were one of the people who contributed on the video and you're listening to this, thank you guys so much. It really meant a lot that she got to see her faces. She even saw Kevin's faces, and she doesn't care for that that much. You know, but but she was like, "Oh, there's Kevin. What what's he doing?" <laughs> Lot, uh, yeah, that sounds like Kelly also. That's, uh, that's uh, But she did, like, there was one moment where we asked our friends to say, what's your favorite thing about Kelly? And Kevin in true Kevin form starts off with, well, aside from the fact that she puts Raph in his place for my expense, which I'm <laughs> she grateful is, for. She does stick up for me. It's very helpful. And she was sitting there, and you heard her go, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a fun time. I think we had a fun birthday, and uh, I, I just wanted to let her know and all of her friends. That was really awesome, and we're we're excited that you guys are a part of her life and said some great things about her. That's all I got. UFC Fight Night 10, raising the bar for no one, lowering the bar for UFC Fight Night 11. That's, uh, um, that's going to do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good night. It's been 